Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ladies, gentlemen, theys and thems, it is day four of the third annual Halloween week here at Wicked and Grim. So far, you have been graced with the story of the paranormal, with a strange and unexpected haunted object. You have been mesmerized with the tale of a prolific UFO sighting that seems to almost confirm the age-old question of are we alone in this universe? And last episode, to top things off, there was the true crime tale of the lady in the lake. <laughs> what a way to begin the Halloween season. If only there was something that could be done to make things even better. <laughs> How about... A game. Yes, let's play a game. <laughs> Today, your hosts will present you with three urban legends, tales from history around the world, and it is your job to figure out which ones are based on truth and which ones are simply just a story. As it is the third annual Halloween week, so it is the third annual episode of Three Urban Legends. And now, to deliver this episode, I give you your ever-wonderful hosts of Wicked and Grim, Ben and Nicole. This is my favorite Halloween week episode! Three Urban Legends... Definitely calls for a bevy. It certainly does. Cheers. Cheers. I this love This is a fun one. one. It I is. mean, it's a fan favorite, to be honest. It is. Everyone's always hyped about the uh, the urban legends. But I, I'm going to be honest right now. I don't know how many more years I can keep up the urban legends. No, you were saying that. That's so sad. I'm going to keep going as long as I possibly can. However, researching urban legends is not easy because they're, they're exactly that, urban legends. Mm-hmm. So... 95 to 99 percent of them are like oh there's a story that's hundreds of years old of a ghost or there's stories hundreds of years old of a haunted place or stories that's thousands of years old of a creature out in the bush and there's no evidence on anything so it's like trying to find stories that sound plausible Mm -hmm. and are not real and stories that are actually real with evidence is not a very easy feat. But I believe in you. I think you can do it. <sighs> Maybe I should just do like, is Santa Claus real? And that'll be one. Technically, yes, that would be real because, I mean, St. Nick, right? Mm-hmm. Santa Claus is real. 
You heard it here first. <laughs> so that's four urban legends we're covering today because that's our fourth. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I am pumped. You're pumped? I don't have a notebook. I need to take notes. It might not be a bad idea. Really? It, really. Oh, shit. I, I was kind of kidding. No, it's always good to take notes on the urban legends. And if you guys haven't listened to the urban legends episode before, it is much different than any episode we ever do any other time of the year. There's a lot more bantering back and forth because we are trying... Well, I know the answers. Nicole's going to be trying to work it out. And I'm going to try and like help guide her a little bit without giving anything away. So this is not so much a whole lot of storytelling. I mean, a little bit because I have three stories to tell, but not a whole lot of like super dive diving deep into stuff. It's just seeing if we can get Nicole and you guys to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Last year I nailed it. I'm pretty sure. Did you? I meant to, to look back, but I'm pretty dang sure I did. I don't think I sure? did. I don't think I did the previous year though. Okay. Well, I am switching it up just a little bit from previous years. Okay. So I think the first year it was like two truths and a false. And then it was like two false and a truth. This time I'm not telling you how many true what? or how many false. You have to guess which ones are true and which ones are false. That's bullshit. <laughs> I will tell you. There are both true and false urban legends within this. Okay. So they're not like all false or like Correct. all true. There's at least one of each. That is baloney. <laughs> I am not impressed with that new. Uh, you new. got, you got to twist it a little bit. Although <sighs> to, to be fair, I to did. To be fair. To be fair. I did contemplate the idea of, uh, not saying anything like that, just being like, oh, yeah, like you have to figure out what's what. And then, yeah, just being like all of them are false and none of, like, there's see, no truth. I could see you doing something like that for <laughs> I sure. I thought of it, but I, I, it'd be too mean. Too mean. Next year, eh? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe next year. Because, like I said, it's really difficult to find urban legend cases with any weight behind them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. just You're just making it a bit more difficult, though, for me uh, as well. Well, Yeah. It's difficult for you, so let's make it difficult for everyone else. It's supposed to be a game. You yeah. heard Jacko no, hype this No, it's fun. Up. It's fun. No, Jacko did awesome there. Okay. Well, are you ready to dive into it? <clears throat> yes, I was taking a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And then I was coughing. <laughs> we got our shit together over here big time. Oh, clearly. I Actually, I kind of do because I have a bowl of candy next to me. You can't be eating. While you're doing this, Ben. But there's Reese's Pieces. There's Maybe a bowl of Halloween candy. You were next supposed to, to pick up new Halloween candy because that Halloween candy kind of sucks. It kind of is because we ate all the good stuff. You ate all the good stuff. We. Okay. I am part of we. So you're not eating we. Halloween candy on the podcast. Let's go here. Oh my god. I am most definitely eating Halloween candy. That on the is podcast. unbelievable. <laughs> oh, now Ripley's here. Like, oh, can she I have one? Some. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get into this. So the very first urban legend that we have is, I don't want to say the title of it because it's going to give away like the story a bit. So I'll tell the title at the end of the story. Okay. okay? Sounds good. Okay. So the first urban legend in this one, uh, we head to a Wendy's restaurant somewhere in the United States of America. Oh, I like Wendy's. In the early 2000s. Okay. Okay. Pet. So a woman and her husband decide, you know what, they're going to go grab a bite to eat. I don't know if it was for dinner or for lunch, whatever, but they go and decide that they're uh, going to sit down, order something. And the woman decides that she's going to get a nice hot bowl of chili, which love me a good bowl of chili. So amen to that. Have you ever had the Wendy's chili though? I have not. At Wendy's? I can't say I have. Yeah, I haven't. 
I don't think I'd ever eat like a fast food Chili's. But I don't you know. probably have had Timmy's. No, I don't think I have. Because I'm oh. like, I'm a ch- bit of a chili snob. Oh, okay. There's good chili and there's bad chili and I want to stick with good chili. <laughs> I definitely have because I used to work at Timmy's. So I'd have chili. Touche. For so lunch. For any non-Canadians, Timmy's is Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell where we live. <laughs> Anyways, so they're sitting here at the restaurant. They're eating their meal. The woman's eating a bowl of chili. Um, and as she's eating, she takes a big bite full and she bites down onto something hard and chewy. Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, so she spit it out to get a look at what she had just attempted to eat. And to her utter shock, she just spat out a severed human finger from the chili. Holy shit. The finger was partially cooked and had clearly been sitting in the chili pot for a while before it was scooped out and served to her. That is really, really, really disgusting. Yeah. So this is the Wendy's uh, finger and chili. Is the first one? That's the that's the first urban legend. Can I just say a side note? I'm pretty sure this has legitly happened, but at McDonald's, they had like those those like turnover things or whatever. Those like apple turnovers. Yeah, and wasn't there a a mouse baked into one of those one time? I don't know, maybe. Pretty sure that happened. Unless that was just one of my nightmares. Who knows? It could have been that too. There was, I almost did this one, but I don't know, maybe I should not talk about it because it could happen next year. No, I'll talk about it now. Fuck it. No, you need to save it. No, it's all good. It's It's all all your fault next year if you can't do it then. Well, what if I just forget and I do it anyways? (laughs) Okay. I'm not going to talk about it. Maybe it'll happen next year. I won't say it. Okay. I have my, um, I think I know what I'm going to say for this one, but I'll save them till the end. You're going to save to the end? Yeah. Okay. 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 So the next urban legend we got is, uh, this one I can, I can tell you because it's not like a super giveaway by any means it talks about it right away uh this is a legend of the green children of Woolpit. okay so this one actually dates back to the 12th century um england in the village of Woolpit in suffolk okay so according to this story one day the villagers of Woolpit uh were out and about and someone discovered two children on the edge of a nearby forest The children, a brother and sister, had a strong green tinge to their skin, and they wore very strange kind of foreign-looking clothing. They spoke a language that was completely unfamiliar to the villagers, um, and the children refused to eat anything except for raw broad beans. Oh, okay. The children appeared to be quite disoriented and frightened and over time they adapted their to the new surroundings being able to eat regular food um, and the green the strong green tinge to their skin gradually faded however the boy unfortunately fell ill and died shortly after the discovery so it was more the girl that had survived mm-hmm. going on um, eventually though the girl did learn to speak english and she explained that they come from they came from a place called saint martin's land where she exclaimed the sun never shone and everything was green there. And according to her account, they were herding their father's cattle when they suddenly heard a loud noise and found themselves in the area of Woolpit. Okay. Yeah. And, and sorry, I might've even missed this. I am paying attention here, but did you say how far the distance between these were or not yet? Between what? Sorry. Between where they ended up and where they should be. They don't know where St. Martin's Land is. Oh, okay. That's where the kids claim they were from, from St. Martin's oh, Land. Oh, okay. They don't know what that is. Okay. Uh, so the girl ended up 
like I said, the green kind of faded from her skin. She kind of learned English and kind of integrated into the uh, the town. Yeah. Uh, she was baptized. She was eventually named Agnes. Uh, and she would marry a man from Kingsland, a uh, nearby town, and lived a relative, relatively normal life after that. Wow. Interesting. So that is the urban legend of the green children hmm. of Woolpit. And what was the title of the Wendy's one? Uh, I don't know. I just, just a finger and chili. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I can't kind of named these, I guess. Okay. Okay. The titles aren't a specific title. Like okay. if you look it up, you'll find several different titles. Right. You know, that's so fair. Okay. Kind of just my own titles. Okay. I definitely have a thought for that one too. Okay. And you're not going to tell us our thoughts, your thoughts till the end here. No, because no, because I want to hear all of them and then like give my final opinion. Because what happens okay. if I also think this one is the same as what I think the other ones and I'm fucked and I got to change one of them. Does that make sense? <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, this last one, again, I'm not going to give the title because it kind of mm -hmm. gives away the, the story itself. Okay. But in this urban legend, it's one of a man who worked in a downtown high rise building. He had a very good sense of humor about him and he liked to prank some of the new people on the office building. And what he would do would be he'd prank them by running at top speed and throwing his body at the glass of one of the top floors in the building. <laughs> what do you mean? So he's inside the building, right? So like a, a tall office yeah. building with a glass and he like would just looking outside. Run? He would run and just jump at the glass and like body Holy, check the glass. That is that is something. Yeah. That's so, scary. Little did the spectators know watching him run at the glass and jump into it like that, that the building was fitted with like a really strong glass. And the man did this on a regular basis as a gag to new people in the building, oh. knowing that like, you know, the glass is really strong. He's not going to go anywhere. He's fine. Right. Still, though. Yeah. So what he would do is he'd run at the glass, hit it hard, bounce off and was completely fine. While the onlookers in the office had clearly a shock of a lifetime. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, one day the man was performing the stunt when he ran at the glass as always and hit it. However, today he didn't bounce off. The glass shattered instead, sending him falling 24 stories to the pavement and the streets below, killing him. Oh my gosh. I mean, honestly, that's not surprising to me. Yeah. But okay. And that is your third urban legend. Because, I mean, that super sucks and there could be like a lawsuit for that. But like also, what the fuck was he doing with his life choices? <laughs> holy shit i mean okay. like i'm really sorry if, but like that like don't do that that's that's i don't know well yeah i some people out there who listen i've talked about this in the show before are aware i had a career in occupational health and safety you don't do that shit that is dangerous that is blatant disregard for your own well safety. yeah you could almost be um charged like with what's the word um like it's kind of your negligence. own doing. Yeah. It's your own negligence. Yeah. Because like who the fuck does that? Yeah. Okay. I I think this is going to be easy for me. You I, think so? I have like easy and I'm almost overly confident. So I'm probably going to get my ass handed to me. But yeah, I have thoughts. Okay. Well, let, let's start with the first one, the finger in the chili one. What are you thinking on that? Break it down for us. I think that one is false. I think it's false. A big false a big false because why do you think it's a big false? i like wendy's and i feel like i would have heard about that happening before okay i mean and yeah 
I mean, I think there also would have been more information, too, if it was true, because that's kind of a big deal. And I think we would just know more shit okay. about it. I'm just I'm tracking here which one you say false and true for. So I'm typing just oh, to okay. clarify. I was like, what are you what are you writing down? Just so this way, when you go back and like, I said that one was true or false. I've got it written on what you said. Oh, so yeah. you can't back out of this shit. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with false for that one for sure. Okay, Nicole says false on the finger in the chili one. I mean, I, I honestly really hope that's false because that would be so disturbing if it was true. Yeah, fair I enough. don't think I would actually ever eat at Wendy's again, <laughs> which is so shitty. That's reasonable. That's a reasonable response. Because I like Wendy's. Okay, well, what do you think about the children of Woolpit? The green children of um, Woolpit? I'm also thinking that one is false. False, okay. Yeah, because... um. I mean, it kind of makes sense that their skin could turn um, a different color from just like what they were eating or or if they were not getting some sort of nutrients, right, that they needed. Yep. But I haven't ever heard of green, but that could just be me. Also, I thought it was interesting that this place never saw the sun, but everything was green there. But I don't know. Maybe that's just me being fucked because <laughs> – things can be green without the sun probably no I, I like your train of thought here you're you're really working on it you're actually trying yeah. to think of it in a, a realistic sense which is kind of what you generally have to do with urban legends yeah so that one and then also i just i don't know it just seems really far-fetched to me because how far did they wander off and i don't know so i'm saying i'm saying false okay and the final one the man who broke through the glass of the building and fell to his death true you say true i have to say true for one of them. Oh, that's right. Because you said false. For the and that one seems the most believable to me. It seems the most believable. Hey. Yeah. Because I don't have very much faith in humanity. <laughs> okay. And so like I can just actually see that potentially happening. And yeah. Okay. Well. Which I'm, and I'm sorry to say if it did happen, like that super sucks. And I'm so sorry that person died. But also like don't do that. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So which one do you want to hear about first? Which one should we go over? Let's just do it in order. In or, order? Or you pick. You pick, just in case. You okay. pick. Okay. No, we'll go in order. That's fine. So we're starting up with the finger in the chili. Okay. So Nicole says this one is false. And yeah. I'll give you guys just a moment to lock in your answer and what you think. Okay. I'll give you like a three, two, one count and lock it in. Ready? Three, two, one. Okay. Your final thoughts on it. The finger in the chili is true. Oh, shit. It's a true story. Seriously. There is a twist to it, though. So in 2005, a woman by the name of Anna, I think it's Ayala, okay. Anna Ayala, uh, she made headlines after claiming to have found a partially cooked segment of human finger uh, within the San Jose oh, Wendy's restaurant. I, okay. So it probably actually wasn't a dead person. It was someone that chopped it off maybe in there. Okay. Sorry. No, it, it, it was a significant finger. 
Oh. It's not a little tiny piece. It was like a digit. Oh. At least a knuckle, I'm sure. Okay. It was a large piece of a finger, like someone's decapitated finger, decapitated, removed <laughs> finger. Um, so the incident dealt a heavy blow to the fast food chain, mm-hmm. resulting from an estimated of $21 million in business loss. And that's U.S. dollars. Um, so in response. Million or billion, sorry. Million. Holy shit. Okay. Um, in response to this, uh, Joseph Desmond, the local Wendy's franchise holder, held a press conference in San Jose on April, 20, April uh, 22nd of 2005, urging customers to return, emphasizing the quality of their, their food um, and offering as a goodwill gesture, uh, free frosty treats for the Bay Area customers that weekend. A and frosty is like 99 cents. That's yeah, but I mean, hey, the still, they actually extended that to a nationwide offer. I guess. Anyone could just go to a Wendy's in the States at this, this time and just get a free frosty. I guess. Okay. So the investigation over this revealed that the finger belonged to an individual named Brian Paul Rostier, a coworker of... Anna's husband. So what had happened was uh, this man, Brian, had lost his finger in a workplace accident on December of 2004 and sold it to Anna's husband, apparently to settle a debt. And the information was actually disclosed to the police through an anonymous call on the Wendy's hotline and later traced the finger back to Brian himself. So basically... She put the finger in the chili herself to try and get a lawsuit out of Wendy's. You're fucking me. Dead serious. serious? Dead fucking serious. Holy shit, that's bad. Yeah. So on September 9th, 2005 in San Jose, both Anna and her husband, Jamie, pleaded guilty to conspiring to file a false claim and attempting grand theft. Um, She faced felony charges of attempted grand larceny due to the substantial financial losses suffered by Wendy's. Well, yeah. Does she not have to pay that back to them? That's brutal. She did not. She would not have that money, though. No. So she ended up pleading guilty on September of 2005 and was sentenced to nine years in prison on January 18th of 2006. She was released after serving four years due to good behavior, but with strict conditions. She was banned for life from all Wendy's locations. How would they even know? I know, right? Um, Says she would drive throughs and stuff. Yeah. In contrast, her husband, who had supplied the finger, received a sentence of 12 years and four months in prison. Oh, longer. I'm not too sure if he was released sooner or not yet, though. Um, so after being released, um, Anna kind of broke her silence in a news interview with CBS five. And she publicly apologized to the fast food chain for making the whole shocking revelation of a revelation. There we go. Of a finger in her chili. Um, She actually even admitted to cooking it a bit herself to making it seem like it was in the chili for longer than it was. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So she had confessed that she had actually prepared the ring finger at her Las Vegas home and then transported it to San Jose where she dropped it in the chilies at Wendy's. Um, and in that interview, she also uh, stated, quote, I learned my lesson and I just want to move on with life. Huh? So the finger in the fast food chain, Wendy's chili is very much so true. Not due to Wendy's itself. It was planted by a customer. I'm like shook. This one has me absolutely mortified. 
<laughs> like I, I am actually, yeah, that is, that's unreal. Unreal. Mm -hmm. so, I wouldn't, I didn't even think that. You look like you look just shocked. I am like you've seen a ghost pretty well because I I wouldn't have even thought that they would have placed that in the the, the chili themselves. That's that's shocking. Yep. Okay. So I'm gonna give you one. I feel like now I'm just fucked and the whole thing. I'm all wrong now. But I'm okay. gonna give you one chance to change answers if you'd like. So you said false to the green children of Woolpit, and you said true. To the oh. man breaking through the glass to fall to his death. <laughs> I know. I almost want to change that to false, the man one, but then I could be literally zero and then I'd be so angry. So I'll be less angry. I'm just going to lock them in. You're locking it in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, the green children of Woolpit, let's move on to that one. So this is, I'll give you guys a countdown so you can lock in your answer too. Ready? Three, two, one. The Green Children of Woolpit is false. Yes. So the story of Green Children of Woolpit has been passed down through generations and has basically become a famous folklore tale. Um, while it is considered a legend, historians and scholars have debated its origins and possible explanations. Um, some theories suggest that the children might have been Flemish Im immigrants, refugees, or lost survivors of nearby famine. Others speculate supernatural or extraterrestrial origins. Although these stories lack any credible evidence, uh, the true origins of the green children of Woolpit remain a serious mystery because there is no foundation of truth regarding the tale at all. There is no evidence, no nothing. It's simply just a tale passed down. It is a folklore. It is an urban legend. Okay. 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 I at least got one, so I'm feeling good. You're feeling good? I'm feeling good. One for two? Yeah, so far. So That's far. That's like 50%. That, that is like 50%. Which is really not great. Actually. So you're either going to get 33% or 66%. Uh-huh. What did I say that one was true? Oh, okay. If that one is also true and the Wendy's one was true, we have a serious problem. <laughs> <laughs> just like, questioning humanity. Oh, yeah. I will be able to not like I will just that will just put me one step closer to living in the woods. All but well, I guess you can come to the two of us. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> in the woods away from everybody. With our black cat, two <laughs> wolf dogs and chickens. And chickens. <laughs> Um, I do kind of just want to talk a little bit on the green children of Woolpit. Oh, here and first bee, a little bit. bees. That's my oh, new thing. Apparently We're going to have honey. Apparently Nicole wants to have bees. We already have honey. She's, <laughs> she's laying over there. Uh, but I did want to talk about these green children of Woolpit a little bit. Um, I don't have any other information on it because, I mean, there's, there isn't any. But I want to kind of just theorize a little moment on how their skin could be potentially green. Okay. So I kind of had an idea. Certain people have certain shades to their skin, mm -hmm. even amongst, you know, white colored, whoever, right. There's different shades within each, um, Pig race, like pigmentation and stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly. So there's different pigmentations within each. And like, I know me, like I'm Caucasian, but I do have kind of an olive tinge to my skin. Okay. It's and kind, I'm more pink. Yeah. Yeah. So it is kind of like a family trait of mine okay. on my mom's side, that kind of olive little bit of color to my skin. If you look, you can kind of see it in there. Okay. And I'm sure there is a possibility that these maybe Flemish immigrants who, you know, got lost, maybe in immigrating or something like that, had weird, weird clothes, 
they're kids. They don't really know where they came from or anything like that. Right. And they just kind of have a little bit of a different color to their skin. And of course, back in those days, every little thing was blown out of proportion. Oh no, she didn't go to church. She's a witch. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. These kids have a little bit of green to their skin. Oh my God. Like, well, what are they? Because they also didn't speak the same language too. So then that exactly. that's adding to the miscommunication of everything. Yeah. So there is no documentation saying that this is true. I think if it is true, it is blown out of proportion mm. crazily. And these kids probably weren't even green. Who knows? Maybe they just like face planted in the grass and had a bit of grass stain on their forehead or something. Like, you know? Yeah. Or they were a bit dirty or something from, like, yeah. Right? Yeah. So green children to wool pit, I'm, as far as history knows, is false. But there's a very good chance that just some children speaking a different language and slightly different colored skin showed up somewhere mm -hmm. that started it. So. Yeah. And then they weren't used to what they were eating. So that's why they only wanted to eat one thing. Right. And so, yeah. so the story of the green children though, completely false, but maybe rooted in some facts somewhere. We just don't know. Okay. Now on to the man breaking the, uh, the glass in the high rise building. Nicole says it is true. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a countdown here too. So you can go ahead and lock in your answer. You ready? I'm going to eat a piece of candy while I'm doing this. Wow. Three. That's what we open. Wait, what? That's a new low. Why? I'll be eating during the podcast. It's Halloween week and it's okay. Halloween candy. Okay. It's all good. Okay. Ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Lock in your answer. Nicole says true. And the man breaking through the glass in the high rise building, falling to his death, is true okay yeah nicole okay. was watching my lips so i i lipped like an f before I yeah said you true. did <laughs> yeah she was but like on the edge of her seat this story is very much so a true story wow so a man by the name of gary hoy was a canadian lawyer and became widely known after a very tragic incident unfolded in 1993 at the time he was an experienced attorney working at the law firm of Holden Day Wilson in Toronto. On July 9th of 1993, during a gathering of summer students um, at the firm, Gary attempted to showcase the strength of the glass in the windows in the Toronto Dominion Centre. And that's where the firm was located, right? Okay. So they're in this high-rise building, and it's on the 24th floor. So this stunt he had performed before. Nothing new. He's done this before to get a rise out of people, get a laugh, get a reaction. Mm -hmm throw himself against the window and demonstrate his durability. During this particular event, he ran towards the window on the 24th floor of the Toronto Dominion Center and hurled himself against the glass. However, to everyone's shock, the glass gave way and he plummeted 24 floors to the concrete below to his death. Oh man, that is so brutal. It very much so is. So this story, of course, is a cautionary tale. Like we can learn a lot uh -huh. from this. Um, like how hard is he running? Clearly like, he, significantly. Pretty intensely. Hey? Yeah. But I mean, this glass, it's not made to do this. No. You, you don't push limits. And that's, that's what happened. Like this is really underscoring the importance of workplace safety and responsible conduct in all honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to say really side really quickly here though. Like it's, it's kind of too bad because he was kind of seems like he's a jokester and he just wanted like people to be happy and laugh have fun yeah have fun at work or whatever 
And then, oh, and then that happens. Mm -hmm. Brutal. Yeah, I I really feel bad uh, for Gary because like you say, he's just trying to have fun. But uh, unfortunately, he had faith in the wrong place (sighs) in glass that is not meant to support being shoulder checked over and over again. Well, yeah, like it wasn't the smartest. Did he have a family and stuff? I'm not too sure. Okay. No, no, I didn't. Like I said, didn't do deep dives like into mm-hmm. these. I just found out the quick facts on true or false sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did find that this actually prompted an increased awareness regarding structural integrity of glass windows and high rise buildings, which sparked like a whole discussion on safety protocols and office and public spaces and so on and so forth, which is good. They do. I mean, it's terrible to say that within safety, all these rules and regulations yeah. are written in blood because yeah. it takes someone getting hurt or killed to come up with a new way to keep us safe. I know, but could you imagine that you're going through like your new per- your your new employee, you're going through a tour and they're just like, "Oh yeah, one of the rules is don't like run up to the window and like body check it." Yeah. Don't you think you would just you'd be so confused by them? Yep. Oh my gosh, that's bad. Yeah. But you did get two out of three, correct? I did. You got 66%. That's good job. Good. Yeah, I feel pretty good about yeah. that. I'm curious on how you guys did out there. We're going to put up a uh, a post on our Instagram and Facebook. We want to hear what you guys said, what you thought. Um, if you got any wrong, if you got them all right, let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even if you've heard of them. Because some people yeah. out there could have heard of these things. Oh, definitely. Right? Well, so. one of those is actually a true crime case. The mm-hmm. finger in the chilies. It's, you know. Yeah. Or in the chili, not the chilies, chili, Wendy's chili. Not that the one chili. to me is just disgusting. Yeah. That's not, I mean, I guess if you get desperate enough, people come up with interesting ideas sometimes. That's very much so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much did they have to buy that finger for? Oh, you said it was like he was owed a favor or something. Gosh. Yeah. He, he bought it for some sort of debt or something. That's all I could really find. So that's even bizarre. Yeah. That one kind of got me how he, his buddy's finger chopped off in a work accident or something like that, an industrial accident. And then he's like, oh, guess I'll buy it off you to settle a debt. What? Mm-hmm. What the, like, how the fuck does that come about? Yeah. Yeah. Remember you owe me. You have to buy my severed finger. Oh shit. Oh. You're right. Here's 50 bucks. Man. A year later, I'm going to put it in Wendy's chili. <laughs> like, all right. Like how would it even look? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it almost been, well, not necessarily because who knows how how long that chili would have been like sitting somewhere potentially and ugh. Okay. We got to stop talking about that. Well, if it makes you feel any better, they did do uh, analysts on the finger as well and they did determine that it was not cooked with the chili because it wasn't cooked at the right temperatures and stuff. I don't know if that helps you uh, settle your stomach. Yeah. Well, we already know that. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying there was an extra step of actually oh, analyzing the finger. They really took it seriously, yeah. yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, this finger was cooked differently than the chili because it would have been cooked it would <sighs> much more because of this temperature and boiling and like simmering. Are you doing that on purpose right now? Yes. Okay, because I actually feel unwell about this for some reason. <laughs> I can tell you're grabbing onto your <laughs> mic stand. I don't know why, but it's just getting to me. It's getting to me a little. Good. That's what Halloween week is all about. Okay. <laughs> cool. Okay, well, Cheers. Hopefully you guys enjoyed those ones. Hopefully next year I can find three more urban legends to keep this going. I'm not making any promises, but I, well, I'll make one promise. I promise I'll do my best. Okay. Okay. That's all I can promise. Yeah. 
But you guys, thank you so much for being here. Hopefully you enjoyed the third annual Urban, urban legends, legends, the three urban legends mm -hmm. sort of thing. Hopefully you got them all right. It's a fun one. It is. If you want to check out some more stuff from us, we got our Instagram, we got our Facebook, all that good stuff to below um, in the description. You can also check out our podcast, Fearful. Mm -hmm. That is Jacko's podcast. Came out with new episodes just the other day. So go ahead and check that out too. Give us a rating and if, what we'll see you. We got more episodes coming out for Halloween week. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. We will. And until then, stay wicked. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.